What's up, everybody? It is episode three. I feel like I need like trumpets, like some type of celebratory instrumentals, you know, let me walk in through the gates type of like type of sound, like because it's been a whole month and a half. Like it's been a really, really, really long time since I've been here with you guys. But I want to let you know that I'm back and I'm better. I'm blessed. And I want to let you in on some new things that's going on. So stay tuned throughout throughout the whole episode. All right. So, Lord, let me get my wine because it's going to be something. All right. Um, I'm sitting on the couch right now. I'm about to go get my wine and tell y'all about my life you know postgraduate life has definitely been interesting a whole roller coaster if you will um i got a new job so yay claps for that um actually not even a job a career um before i get into that i want to let you guys know how my mental health has been postgraduate life because that's very important mental health before anything um i need to make that into some t-shirts make some money off of it but Anyway, uh, my post-grad life has definitely did a 180 since, um, I want to say the beginning of the July, since the last episode, actually. <clears throat> and it did a 180 because, not only because I got a new job, but I had some new, I got some new friends in my life. And on top of that, I, recon- I reconsulted with an old friend that was killing me. Um, I mean, not literally, but mentally killing me. And I stepped my side of pride, you know, see how they were doing. I'm glad I did that because God definitely placed that person in my life um, for us to sharpen each other's iron spiritually. So I'm thankful for my friends. Shout out to all of them because you guys have been a big um, help in my mental health, which is very important. You know, there's people out here that's post-graduate life and they don't have family. Um, They don't have friends and they really just working and grinding, you know, and that's really sad. And I, I hope that I can be able to like, have some type of group or something to help those people because nobody deserves to be alone after post-grad life because it's definitely a very, very, very weird time because you're um, figuratively stepping out of your childhood and into a world that you never got to really experience. And y'all can say all day, including myself, you know, I've always been independent, but going from completely being in college and not really... um, having to, you know, really just live like an adult adult, you know, it's, it's, you're an adult in college, but you become an adult adult after college, you know what I mean? So it's, it's something that no one should have to work out alone. We definitely need more mentors. We need, um, college counseling, exit counseling, exit college counseling, and we need more mentors because going out of college is, 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 the, the thing about graduating is an accomplishment, but after graduation, that's when the bricks hit. So definitely need support there. Um, that's a good segue into my job, uh, my career. I am, drumroll please, a teacher. And I know a lot of my friends or anybody that like really knows me probably wouldn't guess that I would be like a teacher. <clears throat> um, 
or because I never really said I wanted to be a teacher. Like I never said, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be, to be a teacher. I'm going to take the test because, you know, you know, in college, I thought that you had to go through a whole process of becoming a teacher. It definitely was a thought, but there are some things that kind of strayed me away being a teacher. But it's kind of like now I love it, you know. Um, I'm actually teaching, ironically, fourth grade writing. Anybody knows me knows I'm a writer, journalist. I love writing. I love expressing my thoughts. I think that's writing is uh, one of the most powerful tools because you can turn it into anything. Adventures, magic, anything. So I really, really, really am impressed and excited about teaching fourth grade writing. And I love it because my kids are something else, man. Like, we have a whole team of 124th graders and they are awesome characters like and every day they always give me something to laugh about that covers the things that I'm annoyed about <laughs> and I really enjoy that um I've always did stuff like community service um we had this thing called children's church at my church and I used to like you know teach them a bible and stuff like that so I've always been around kids, but this is something different of being around kids like 10 to 12 hours a day. So it's definitely something different, but I don't even feel the hours when I'm working. I just, I feel like I'm doing something to, with the purpose. I just, I don't feel like I'm working. And that's the difference between a career and a job, you know? I teach at this place called Henderson Collegiate. It is a very, very, very extraordinary school. Shout out to Henderson Collegiate. I know I wanted to shout them out on this episode because they have been soaking up all my time. If you guys want to know why I haven't been in the podcast for a month and a half, it's because of that. <laughs> no, just point. But seriously, I teaching is, is <laughs> if y'all thought being a student was hard, being a teacher is two times harder because how do you get... How, how are you going to have lesson plans? Huh? How are you going to have a person to explain it to you in a way where you understand? We are the people that are staying at school after hours to make sure that you guys understand and coming up with ways to teach you guys in case you don't. So, huh, come on now. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be real here. But, <laughs> yeah, I had like a low-key mini breakdown. But... I'm very excited to be teaching at Henderson Collegiate. Shout out to Frank Terranova. Shout out to Melanie um, Now Johnson. Shout out to all the leadership of Henderson Collegiate. And I really, really, really hope you guys hear this because they are some of the most supportive, encouraging, caring people that I have met in any type of leadership of a job. They actually care about their, their, not employees, but their colleagues, like, they don't look down on them. They look at them like, I don't know if this is a word, mentees. Like, they, they, they're more mentors than, you know, bosses, you know. They are mentors. They really help you. They, they expect people to not have the knowledge of teaching before they come in. They actually like that because it's like, now we get to teach you guys our culture. And I really, 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 <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting over a sinus infection, still coughing. So please bear with me. Disclaimer, I was I, I lost I um lost my voice my first day of teaching and I had to tell the kids to bear with me. So that was my embarrassing moment. But <laughs> um they're just a great strong team. They we have a really good support system there. Like they provide us with so much stuff. They really 
want to make sure that we are not lacking anything. They want to make sure that we're giving the best that we can give as teachers to our students. And I really, really, really respect that because honestly, there's too many teachers that cannot say the same thing. You know, they really want to make sure that these these students are getting the best education. And that's why I'm excited because not only am I just teaching, but I'm teaching with a purpose. Like they, they remind you that it's not just teaching, it's mentoring, it's being a part of these kids' lives. It's making sure that you understand that you're a part of an impact. And I honestly, like the first two weeks, <laughs> I didn't understand that. I was kind of just like, man, like we in this, we in this, 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 this school for 10, 12 hours, like what is what is going on like why do we have to do all this and it's honestly because they're very meticulous and they want to pay attention to every detail because this is not just a job this is a career this is if somebody don't do it we will you know and going into actual teaching and getting to know my colleagues I understood the purpose and the goal and I'm very thankful for that because we face a lot of challenges like in it's something that I actually I actually like to be challenged because it pushes me to learn more. It pushes me to bring things out of me that I didn't know I had. And they really challenge me. Like it's a new challenge at least every every other day or every week. You know, it's always a mountain that we have to pass. And it's something that is definitely different but for me. But it's something that I enjoy doing because I know that after I end up working here Hopefully I stay connected to the school even after my two years is up or whatever, how long I choose to stay, that I really want to be connected to the education system. Even when I become a lawyer or a journalist or whatever I choose to do in my career, <coughs> I hope I stay connected to the school and to the education system, period, because this school has a has a purpose that I don't see in a lot of schools. I grew up in a public school system. They provide these kids with school supplies. You know, <clears throat> they they are more into these kids' lives, um, I hate to say it, than a lot of parents. And, you know, shout out to parents or whatever, because we serve um, low-income, low-served low kids. So, I mean, there's a lot of parents that don't get to be in their child's life as much as they want to because they're working, like, 10, 12-hour shifts while they're in school. So, it's hard. And they do what's necessary to fill in those gaps because there's a lot of public school systems. They don't really care about stuff like that. They believe that you need to make um, time, you know, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And they, not only that, but they don't even provide kids with the necessary education system, You, um, not education system, but necessary education, you know? And it's kind of like, if you're not rich, you don't, or, or at least not making six figures, you're not going to get a really good education to prepare you for life after high school, you know, you basically want to fall into the pipeline. You know, they, they don't, they don't care about bullying, none of that stuff. And it's like, honestly, the ages that really matters and that sets up the foundation is the ages between like pre-K and like, I want to say fifth grade, because those are where like kids really grow up the most, you know, maybe even extending into sixth and seventh grade. So it's like if they don't have that foundation of how they're supposed to be organized, what they're supposed to come to school with, how to have morals and not bully other students, just stuff like that. If they don't come up with those type of things, that foundation, they're going to have a hard time changing themselves as they get older. And it's going to go into like their schoolwork and stuff like that. So I really, 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 really love the fact that they, my school paid attention to that. 
Um, it's a collegiate school for a reason. Like kids that are eight, nine years old know that they're graduating in 2028. Like they instill that in their heads because they know that if they have that goal, that's what they're going to work for towards. And you know, um, a lot of education system they just put kids in school because they feel like oh, it's the law. They don't let kids know that you're no, you're in school because you need to be a better person and, and because people that graduate graduate from high school have a better chance in making it in life than people who drop out. You know, and it's really, really, really important that kids know that, you know, and it's not a lot of schools like this, you know, 100% of the seniors that graduated, that graduated, I can talk, that graduated are going to a four-year university. At other schools, the percentage is like in the low 40s. And it's because they don't instill that and they're not they're not into the child's life as much as they should be for a low-income community, you know? A low-income community, there's a lot of stuff going on at home that a lot of people don't know about, so they don't have support systems. So I feel like if this is common in this type of demographic, there needs to be a support system at school because they're really going from home to school. If they don't have a support system in both, most likely they're going to drop out. Most likely or going to the wrong crowd in the streets. And, you know, I've seen a few people fall into that. And it's not, it's not right because we could stop that, you know. <sighs> what else did I want to say? Um, I just went on a rant because I'm, I'm really, I'm really thinking about being some type of like um, policy, um, policy maker or something like I need to be a part of this in some way legally. Um, still researching, still studying for my LSAT, so stay tuned in about a good two, three years. But um, I also wanted to say um, I really love the staff that I'm, I work with. They're very supporting. Um, working, starting my first week there was very, not scary, but it was very different. And kind of overwhelming because they threw out a lot of information we was in boot camp sitting in that room for 10 hours a day and the information that they would would throw at us I'm kind of just like I'm trying to act like I I know all this I'm trying to act like I'm not falling asleep because all this information is just so overwhelming you know coming from college you would never think that teaching would be that detail but it it is like it's teaching is an art you know it's not something that you can just get up and say oh I'm gonna teach people how to do this like it's something that you really have to study and master like I've seen like being there I've seen people who've been teaching for five plus years still practice what they're gonna say and it's also a humbling experience because it's like they know what it's like to to come out of college and have to deal and have to be in a room where it's like everybody well mostly a lot of people are returners and they've done this before but they still are humble enough to know that they have areas that they have to grow in and not only that but people that are just now starting their careers they have stuff that they glow at too that can help them like for me my glow is that before I started I like to talk I like to teach people I like to help people um I like kids well I love kids um, and I'm very meticulous when it comes to details. 
that it causes me to focus on details more than a big picture. So I end up having to study longer or like, you know, focus on a big picture and organize more because I'm so like detail orientated. Um, so like things like that. <clears throat> and I really enjoy how the, the my colleagues are so supportive of me. And I feel like I was the most that struggled out of everybody, you know, not seeing that there's people that didn't struggle like me or more than me, but that's how I felt because I felt like, I don't know. I was like, I'm really young. I'm pretty much the youngest out of everybody other than like one or two people in there. So I felt like I had to prove myself and they were really supportive. They're like mentors, all of them. I have like not only colleagues, but I have like 40 other people who are mentoring me and helping me and don't mind answering my questions, you know? So I really enjoy that. Um, shout out to the whole team, middle school team, high school team. If you, if I talked to you, definitely made an impact in my life in some way. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, trying to think of any way. Oh, I want to share it with you guys. My highlights of a couple of my kid highlights, um, of while I was teaching. Um, excuse me. My highlight, my voice definitely got better. My highlight, my kid highlights was definitely last week. All right, I'm good now. My kid highlights was definitely last week when I'm having a hard time with ending my class one time to transition to another class. And it was this particular class I had. Um, It was like my last or my second to last class. No, it was like my third to last class. And I ended the class 10 minutes early. And I said out loud to myself because I was so excited. Oh my gosh, I get to finally in the class on time and then like all the fourth graders started clapping for me like they dead they realized all started clapping for me and was like go miss burton and it was clapping i had a few kids give me standing ovations that was the cutest moment i ever had and i was playing along with them i started bowing i was like thank you thank you i would like to thank god and it was just so it was so cute um, I also have another student. Um, I won't say his name, but he's very, very, very a bright student. And <clears throat> I sit him in the front for a reason. And he was just like, Miss um, Burton, this is my, you're my favorite teacher. This is my favorite class. I really love writing. I love how you teach us. You're my favorite, you're my favorite student, Miss Burton. And <clears throat> I was just like, oh, because it was so cute. And then, like, we had another activity where they had to do, um, like, this. They're learning how to brainstorm for writing. Um, and <clears throat> we had to do a bubble map. One of my kids, he's um, a strong kid. And, um, he's one of my strongest students. Very respectful. Um, and I was going around just looking at the students, um, looking, how they're, looking at how they're brainstorming. And I looked at his, and he was like, um, Miss Burton, how do you spell your last name? And I was like, um, you know, B-U-R-T-O-N. I was curious as I was walking around, so I went back around to him because <laughs> I was nosy. But <laughs> I went back around to him, and he put on his bubble map, Miss um, Burton is my favorite role model. He, no, he was like, Miss Burton is my role model. Um, she motivates me, and 
she teaches me how to write. That was a really, like, in, like, that moment, like, it wasn't that deep to me in that moment, but I thought about it more as I got time. And I was like, that that is something that I know teachers live for, like, knowing that you're doing a good job, because I really felt like I was, I was terrible at teaching. And, like, seeing that just made me go harder. Like, it was so touching to me. So touching to me. And that's the type of stuff that I, like, I'm, I, I'm glad I'm a part of. So I can go on about this topic, clearly. So I'm going to stop here because we have a very, very important topic. Shout out to all my HC staff and um, all the people that are part of HC, all you guys. Also, shout out to Tatiana for referring me. She's a real cool people, a real person for real. So shout out to everybody. Moving on, our next topic, we are going to discuss dating. All right. And I'm, I'm going to shorten this topic because I spent, you know, 20 minutes talking about my job in HC. So. All right. So all single people know the famous question that people ask you. So I guess flirt or, you know, hint, give a hint as to why they want to get at you. But whatever they ask this question is freaking annoying. Why am I single? I don't know. I'm single because I'm single. Clearly, I haven't found anybody that I feel like in my head while they ask me this question. I'm saying this. Clearly, I haven't found anybody I feel like I can be with, you know. But I'm going to tell y'all why I'm single. I'm single because I honestly choose to be single. And I feel like Generation X, you know, Generation X is our parents' generation. We're, you know, the millennials. And our parents are the, you know, Generation X. You know, that's the 70s babies. They have not set us up for success in dating. Excuse me. Majority of Generation X, like, they was just telling us, don't get pregnant. Or, speaking of existence, my, my, you know, in my community, don't get pregnant. Um, Make sure you wrap it up. Because there was a lot of wrap it up commercials going on, you know, back in the day. Um, or just don't have sex at all and wait until marriage. It was no conversations about how to date, how a man is supposed to court you, how you're supposed to act like as a woman. Or if they do tell you how you're supposed to act like as a woman, because I feel like women are more confined into how they're supposed to act than men. They will tell us, oh, you need to always make sure your nose are done. You need to always make sure you're looking presentable because you never know when you go see a cute guy at a grocery store you need to make sure that your feet are always on make sure you always smelling good and granted granted those are facts but it's not confined to just women men need to all also make sure that they groom well too um but it was also in a in the point of women doing that of a woman being said that because we need to make sure we find a man it wasn't because you're human and um, if you don't take a shower, you're going to stink. If you don't groom yourself and you don't have good hygiene, you're not going to, you know, be flattering to people. It was on some, you need to do this because you need to find a man when you get older. You need to be married when you're older, you know, and I just, uh, and, and that explains why. That, that definitely explains the difference between men and women. You know, um, I definitely, I'm going to go into that further later on because I feel like I kind of went off track. 
but you know I'm single because I'm I'm, I don't have time for any of that like I don't have like when I was in college and everybody knows how college guys act they majority of the guy I guarantee you out of all the guys that have approached me 90% of them eventually or whole time had a scheme of how they were going to get in bed with me I guarantee you can ask my friends I've given I've given guys I've given you know some guys so many chances because I'm like you know he's not like this or he's not like the past guy or you know he's different and then he turned out to be the exact same or worse you know the last guy I've dealt with um probably like a year or some change ago he was a you know bless his heart you know god bless him not trying to talk about him but he definitely has some mental issues going on he definitely had some um some stuff he needs to work on himself before he get into any type of relationship or any type of um partnership with anybody but and it def- I definitely dodged a bullet um bless his heart bless his family all that but um yeah it was just he was very manipulative um I went through some verbal abuse um manipulation because I was very vulnerable and young I mean, I'm still mad young, but when I met him, I was like 20. I was just becoming a teenager. So I didn't really know the game. I didn't really know certain things guys say are patterns, and it's definitely a pattern when it comes to guys. So, yeah, definitely God showed me, and I dodged a bullet. I will say that. Um, Bless him. I hope he is different and grows and have grown, but... Yeah, I'm, I just, I have standards for myself. If you come at me talking about sex within the first week, you're cut off. If you have an immature mindset, like you focus on the wrong things, you're trying to smoke weed every day, you don't have no ambitions or goals. We can be cool if you're a nice person and you have a good conversation, but that's someone I'm not taking seriously. Because I feel like if you're around my age, you definitely should be taking life more seriously. You definitely should be taking other things more seriously. You shouldn't be sitting around living and not having a purpose, you know. So I'm just single until God either places in my life or I find someone or someone that's already in my life. I don't know what the future is Um that it goes like that like I'm not pressed about being in a relationship I feel like I'm really 80% well 90% focused on myself I have a lot of stuff I have to grow into I'm like I said I'm only 22 um I I have a lot of stuff I I have so much work to do I'm just starting my career I'm trying to get back I'm trying to travel to Greece and all that like I'm, I'm trying to look I'm trying to be independent woman out here, you know, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back, you know, granted, you know, hopefully I find a guy where I can get bags with, but I'm not pressed about it if I don't, you know, because I know that God will send me someone that is a king and that will treat me like a queen. And I'm not settling for anything less because I am a queen and I know that I'm a queen now. You know, I didn't always know before, but I know now. I know I got a lot of stuff to offer, you know. 
and vice versa. That's what I'm looking for. You know, what are you bringing to the table? You know, because I got some I'm bringing to the table and then some, you know, can't just just be out here bringing plates and forks. <laughs> you got to bring you got to bring the meat and rice. <laughs> but yeah, um, I kind of went off track there, but yeah, like, you know, I'm not settling, you know, that, and that's basically the key of why I'm, why I'm single. I'm not settling for nothing. I work hard to get at a place that I am now to not be insecure anymore, to have a higher self-esteem than I did before. Ask any of my close friends. I did not used to think like this. I used to settle. You know, I used to settle for any type of love and affection because of how I grew up. Not, you know, I'm a very private person, so I'm not going to, you know, say too much. But I grew up, I had a rough childhood at home, especially at home and at school. So that played a part in how I viewed myself and how I viewed other men were supposed to treat me. You know, so me seeing and me meeting guys who treat their girlfriends or just treat me or females in general with respect and like queens I said oh no 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 no. there's men out here that treat women like queens (laughs) and I know I'm a beautiful person very beautiful whole 10.5 physically and a 10.5 internally so I know for a fact I don't have to settle you know and I'm not going to and I, you know, I've dealt with guys that have been befriended me solely to try to get in my bed. You know, they befriended me the whole time. I'll find out, you know, they got plans to get in my bed. You know, and it's just really sad because it's like, bro, sex is not that deep. It's not. Like, sex is sex. Sex is a moment. And I feel like sex is a moment you spend with someone that you like. You know, that's mad people, the generation. And I don't want to say the generation because they thought like this before us. But now I see why God wanted us to wait till marriage. Sex, if you're like me and you're a very passionate person, sex is, you're not, I'm, I know for a fact, you're not supposed to be having sex if you don't like a person. I guarantee you. You are not supposed to have sex if you do not like a person. Sex is meant, sex is not just a physical act, it's a connection. It is a connection. And if you definitely have built a type of chemistry before you have sex, I guarantee you it is not going to end well. If you are not prepared to be in a relationship with that person, I guarantee you. You know, and um, that's why I'm saving myself. And because I, I've never been in type to just give my body away. If I give my body away to you, it's because I really like you. And I don't really like people like that. You know, it takes a minute for me to build a trust with someone and build a bond with them and see if I feel safe around them. You know, so disclaimer, that's, you know, very rare. Um, so I also think that men think differently than women. You know, like I said before, you know, they grow women up thinking that we have to have all these standards so we think oh i'm eventually be a wife one day i'm gonna be a mom 
all that stuff. Men thinking, oh, they just living life. You know, men will be men. Um, a lot of fathers teach their sons to have sex or, you know, not to have sex, but, you know, to be a player and all this type of stuff. They don't really give their men standards, you know, and they might teach them, you know, you need to be the man of the house and all this stuff, but they don't really teach them how to treat a woman like a queen or to have standards or to have financial literacy, you know, um, or they, they hand, they, they high five guys that play girls. Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of guys are hypocrites, you know, and it's not their fault. It's how society treats, how society doesn't, it's, I can't talk. It's not their fault. It's how society has these double standards. You know, I watched a video with Snoop Dogg and he literally said, I'm tired of seeing women up and down Instagram, shaking their butt, being half naked, use that energy to, you know, change the world and all this yada, yada, yada. I'm just like, yo, you were the main person that was all in the videos with the girls that you're talking about. Half naked and dancing at the same time. Like, if you're going to have morals, have that same energy throughout. You know what I mean? Having lyrics talking about, you know, hoes and B-I-T-C-H's and all this stuff and how, you know, you know, Future talking about, um, Future talking about, um, I just at the girl and some Gucci flip flops, but then in the next Instagram post, he's talking about, I'll never cuff a H-O-E. But you, what are you then? Like, I'm confused. You, you just said that you just had sex with a random girl and some Gucci flip flops, <laughs> but, and got about 10, 10 different kids. But you won't cuff a HOE. I'm I'm completely like lost here. Like I don't, I don't know. Like something flew over my head, and that's how a lot of men think. Like they will have sex with Susie, Latifah, Latoya, Nikki, all three Kims, DM, DMX voice. But then if a, a female move on from his cheating self, or you know female hang around different guys date around not even have sex with them she's a hoe don't cuff her she's not worth nothing what and that and that's where i have a problem the double standards has to stop like we are older there's no such thing as a talking stage you're either dating around which is nothing wrong with that basically you're shopping around seeing what you like going on different dates with different people you know hanging out with them as friends and, and you're dating exclusively. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, you're dating exclusively. Exclusively. Dating exclusively basically means you found someone that you see a potential with. And you're still exclusively getting to know that person. And you're on the verge of being in a relationship. If you're not already. There is no such thing as a talking stage. There is no such thing as a talking stage. Talking stage should not be a title because there's no boundaries on a talking stage. It's too subjective. You're getting to know that person. It's not talking. You're getting to know that person. Getting to know someone doesn't mean you have some type of hold on them or some type of title on them. They don't have any loyalty to you. Why would I have loyalty to somebody I just met? Why would I exclusively be with somebody I just met? I don't know how they deal with certain situations. How do they act when they mad? Will they hit me? How do they think? 
what morals do they have? Are they Christian? Where's their relationship with God? How's their relationship with their mom, their dad? Do they have kids? Like, why would I have a loyalty to somebody? I don't know. You know, and this generation just automatically think because they're not used to being with people. So they just settle for any type of Bob, John or anything or Susie or anything for simple reasons. And, you know, I was talking to a guy recently, one of my friends, close, close friends, actually, about the same thing. And, you know, a lot of my generation of guys really don't know what they want. They just play around. And it's going to catch up to them. So I'm going to end this podcast um, shortly by saying, if you are my age group and you are between the ages of 20 and 30, maybe even past that, I'm 22. So especially if you're around my age group, especially if you're in your early 20s, hello, my before 25 babies, listen, you do not settle for anything anything if you like a man to be fine don't settle for someone that you think is not attractive because I guarantee you you're not going to be happy he doesn't have to be conventionally conventionally beautiful conventionally cute if you you're if you're attracted to him and nobody else says that's all that matters but don't settle for anybody you're not attracted to it's not going to work because someone else coming around has better qualities than your man and he's attractive it's come on Come on now, don't set yourself up for failure. Have your standards. Like for me, I cannot date anybody I'm not attracted to. I've dated people that were attracted to me and not weren't attracted to other people, but I was attracted to him and that's all that mattered. Nice dress game, all of that, you know, also good with finances. Also a man of God. Those are the type of things I like. Also not a lame, you know, got a little swag to him, know how to talk, like, and I can go on, but yeah. So I'm not settling for anything less because I know I have a lot of stuff to offer. And nine times, nine times out of ten, if you're attracted to me, why should I be attracted to you? Like a lot of guys say, oh, a girl, girls wouldn't be single. They just settle if they just text back the guy that they're not texting back. Y'all don't text back the girl that y'all not texting back. So why do we have to? Why? That's really sad. You want me to entertain a guy I'm not interested in solely for the fact that he likes me. Are we in fifth grade? Like what? No. If I'm interested in you, I'm generally interested in you. That's how dudes be getting played. They want a girl to text them back just because they like them. (laughs) Holds on a girl using them for dates and free food, gas money. Oh, you want me to text you back because you like me? Cool. You should be thankful a girl isn't texting you back if he does, if she doesn't like you. Because I guarantee you, a girl that's texting you back that doesn't like you is using you. Same thing with dudes. I do not text anybody back that you don't like. I don't encourage that. Because I am quick to tell someone I do not like, hey, if, it depends on how they were. If I relationship really with them, I tell them, hey, you're a cool person. Let's just be friends. Or, um, you're a cool person, but right now I'm not, you know, interested. Or if they really like Aggie, I'll just tell them to stop texting my phone because I feel like some people really just be wanting the clout of seeing they have someone on their line rather than just blocking or like just seeing, telling them, Hey, I'm not interested. It's not that hard. It's not. I'd rather someone tell me they're not interested than like 
leave my line open. I'm just a real person, so I don't mind saying stuff like that because I want people to do me like that. If you're not interested in me or if you found someone else, just tell me, hey, you cool people's right now or you cool people's, but I'm not interested. Excuse me. Or if you're passive aggressive and, you know, kind of kind of cat, you can just block me. I, you know, you know, I, I only block if the person clearly didn't get it. The, ver- the the first way verbally you know but yeah I go ahead and tell them because I have respect for people and I have res- I know what it's like to like someone and they don't like you back but they s- study like drifting you towards them they study leaving it open just in case um one one person they like don't work out I can run to her because I know she gonna I know she gonna text me back or I know he gonna text me back you know like, just be honest. Y'all want to keep that line open because you want to use them for some something. Be honest with yourself. So I encourage every people that are my age, date around and focus on your finances. Date around. Do not settle. Oh, he likes me, so I'm going to date him. Or he's cute, so I'm going to date him. He might be cute, but what is finances like? Does he even, does he have financial literacy? How, how is his past girlfriend's? What is his views? Like, you know, and if you like guys that are cute, cool. But does he have anything else he's bringing to the table? Because I know I'm very cute, but I have also a lot of stuff that I bring to the table. I have substance about myself. And I feel like it should be vice versa with guys. There's a lot of women like me. I'm not the only one. There's a lot of women who are very pretty and who have substance about themselves. What you don't want to do is just settle because you'll end up regretting it. You are young. You are young. You do not have to settle. And if you are not truly ready for a relationship, you know. You know you're not ready. Don't make yourself be ready. Date yourself. Focus on what you like. Figure out what you like. Or just simply just hang out with people. Don't look at them like dates. Look at them like, like I'm just hanging around trying to see what I like. I'm dating around trying to see what I like. Focus on your finances. Get your credit score up. Have a budget. Have a goal on what you want to do. You want to buy a house in two years. You want to buy a condo in two years. You want to move out of state, move to Atlanta, move to California. Like, what do you want to do? Relationships are not that big of a deal. Like, granted, God did not place us on this earth for us to be by ourselves, but it will come naturally. It will not be something that you have to have a full, like, freaking um, job hunt for. Guarantee you. Focus on your education. Get another degree. You just got your bachelor's. Get your master's. You just got your master's. Get your PhD. Get both at the same time. Write a book. Start a podcast. Something. And focus on your energy. Have a good energy. Focus on yourself. You know? And I, I'm especially pointing that message to women because we settle a lot because we're taught to just have a man. We're not taught what type of man we're supposed to be looking for. A lot of us aren't. In my next episode, I'll get into more details on what a man is. But yeah, it's hot girl. It's the end of hot girl summer and we about to start 
hot girl semester or if you're a post-grad hot girl hot girl fall you know and it doesn't mean being a HOE it means being free knowing yourself and knowing that you can conquer anything as a woman and not letting any man confine you so that is the end of my podcast I hope you guys enjoyed it's pretty long 45 minutes but I had a lot to say And I'm going to do this podcast more regularly because y'all deserve it. I hope y'all have a great Labor Day weekend. Turn up, get lit, you know, drink some drink, you know, have some card games with your friends, learn how to play poker. I unfortunately don't. So text me if my black card gets taken because I definitely do not know how to play poker. But I know how to play I Declare War. You know, that, that was the last card game I played, but. Yeah, (laughs) y'all have a good weekend, spend some time, have some good barbecue. I hate barbecue, but make sure that the macaroni good for me. Peace and love. Bye. making a short episode to like vent it's going to be about six to seven minutes long if that I just wanted to do a full episode elaborating on this and more so I want to make this episode pretty short and I thought about this last night when I seen an excerpt of a video from the talk show called The Real and Jeannie was spitting some real stuff and she was basically talking about how she would have low standards with her last guy um, with basic shit like wanting support from him and he would basically do the bare minimum and then like her next guy made her realize wow this is what it's like to be treated you know like you're worth more than that and <clears throat> basically I want to vent on my struggle with letting guys in um I found myself trying to find the bad in a relationship that I have because my thought process is so trained to think that it'll end soon and I'm really being played or something like there has to be a catch and I talked to my best friend about it and I had an epiphany I was looking for something bad because I wasn't used to being treated well and I thought I had to be, I thought it had to be a catch or something, when in reality, there is none. And I'm not the only woman that thinks like this. And last night, it made me realize how sad it is that there's so many men that trash men at that, that treat their women, especially their own woman, with the bare minimum. And women accept this because they don't want to be single. A woman that's single, oh, she got to be crazy. This mindset really fucked with me because for a minute after my last guy, it took me a year to really like get my confidence back on track and realizing I am a queen. But also still trying to figure out how a queen is supposed to be treated. Um... 
I really would like to elaborate more on this and a couple other and a couple other excuse me topics on my next episode with the possible guest. So stay tuned.